It's Cannon, and they are back. The Chainsmokers, where have they been for two years? You're about to find out. Um, and they were not having a boring time. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, subscribe to our channel and like the video if you would. That's how you can win a virtual meet and greet with your favorite artists. We've got some big ones coming up in 2022. And right now, Chainsmokers on OHP Uncut. Let's go. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. Where are you guys? We are in, yeah, Los Angeles in our homes. <laughs> how was the break? <laughs> <laughs> Where do yeah. we begin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't feel like a break. Yeah. But this isn't like a break that a lot of artists take. This is a little bit different. You went yeah. to Hawaii? Take it from there. Like, what happened in Hawaii? Be real. Like, what did you do there? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it was the strangest kind of situation. So, you know, we finished our album in, in super late in 2019, finished our arena tour kind of felt like the first time in our whole career where all of these things lined up and it was like, we were, we weren't, there was nothing we had to work on or do or, or, you know, or, you know, require, thought that like we had another tour coming up or whatever. And it kind of occurred as we were exhausted. We were drained, you know, it basically been like nonstop for eight years, like 150 shows a year song every four to six weeks. Um, and we felt like kind of creatively drained and, we decided that, you know, this is like pre-COVID too, that we were going to take, you know, as much time off as we needed to kind of recharge and, and, and come back with an album that, you know, we couldn't be more proud of. Um, we didn't know, you know, if and when that would happen, but that was kind of like what we, we expected. Um, and we decided right away that we're like, let's just go to Hawaii, you know, like go take like a three or four, two or three weeks there. Um, and, you know, we'll bring some you know equipment to record if we feel like that. But, you know, also, if you just want to surf all day and not do that, too, that's, that, that, that's awesome as well. So we did all the things you'd imagine, you know, eat poke, surf, did mushrooms, drank a lot, chilled out. Um, we went with, like, Emily Warren, who's, like, our longtime, you know, collaborator friend. Um, Ian Kirkpatrick, who's an amazing producer, Weethan, um, and then a couple other friends. And, you know, first few days went exactly as you would imagine Hawaii. We didn't even think about music. Yeah. Um, we just kind of, like, listened to a lot of music, obviously, while we were hanging out. And then suddenly on like, I think it was like the fifth night, we just like got inspired and we just, you know, plugged in and that kind of became the backbone of what this, this album was. And it was really nice because for the first time in, you know, maybe our whole career, it felt like we could like take the risks musically. Like there was no pressure about delivering anything um, or expectation of what it would be. And it kind of allowed us to, you know, creatively go places. I don't think we would have been able to otherwise. Um, and then what was even nuts is then like we got back like, you know, after Hawaii and COVID happened and it was like, you know, when you go away, you can't help but be nervous about like the world kind of just passing you by. And I was literally, I was going to ask that. I was like, yeah. it, it kind of takes balls to do that because like, what if all the people that depend on you or are fans of you uh, aren't down with that and they're not there when you get back? Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh man, like watching the summer's festivals go on and like all these artists release music and everything like it was like, I mean, I know, you know, you, you deal with it, but I've we'd never done it before. And then, you know, the world in its entirety kind of just froze in place, obviously, when COVID happened. And, you know, obviously, we all wish it just straight up never happened, period. But it was a really interesting place to find ourselves in, you know. Um, and, you know, at the same time, though, while it was great to have literally every free second available for the next two years to work on music because nothing else is happening. You know, like I think everyone struggled with like creativity, um, you know, the solitude of it all, like, you know, it, it was a stressful time for everybody. So 
Um, we tried not though. We, I think we were pretty good about keeping in mind about not letting that reflect in the music. You know, I think we were riding the high of Hawaii and wanted to carry that energy into the new year. And it felt even more important as we were finishing the album that like, we were all kind of coming out of this dark isolated place. And, you know, there should be, there should be, we should make music and an album that, you know, celebrates life. And that's what we hope this, you know, next project does for people. I love that. Uh, I'm going to ask this question, not in like a uh, uh, salacious way, but I mean, you guys went together. Do you ever get like, did you not feel like you maybe needed some time apart to kind of refine yourself and then come back together? Or did that never, was that just not necessary for you guys? I always say like the luckiest thing that ever happened to me was meeting Alex, just someone that's like so aligned creatively, um, you know, the, the amount we want to work is always the same. We never want to leave anything on the table. We, we like obviously get, you know, in tips with each other, like any like brothers do and stuff. But like, I don't know, we've always been, we've always like, I think like thrown ourselves in the deep end, you know, no matter like how far we've come, we always find a new way where we're super, no, a new place that we're super novice in and, and go and, and, and we needed each other to like, you know, build ourselves up and learn together in those spaces. And I think, you know, even this whole experience, like taking two years off to write an album was a new thing for us, even though we've been making music for eight years together. Um, and I think that, I don't know, we're best friends. And, and so, yeah. um, you know, there probably are some benefits from doing some things independently, but I, I don't think we needed to for this album. I mean, I'm so out of this thing. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. It's the most, I, I feel like it's exactly what we were meant to make. Um, I, I just can't wait. I'm glad you understand the way I meant that question. I mean, like even my kid, I need some time away sometimes. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I gotta realign <laughs> my brain. Uh, it's interesting. How did you guys find uh, the the common thread of what you wanted to do next? Um, and how would you define it? Like, how, how would you describe it differently than what you're doing before? What's sort of like the new zone you found? In it, terms it, of our sound? In terms of your sound. Sure. Yeah. We really reflected on what we thought was most special about the Chainsmokers and, you know, what emotion, what types of lyrics, what feeling, what kind of euphoric drop, like what, like, and then what would be like innovative based on like, you know, you know, dance music had such a long run in like the pop spotlight. And I think it's been like hard to innovate a little bit. There's amazing uh, techno and house music coming out right now. Um, and there's a lot of like great, great artists like in between everywhere, but like it's not having the same moment. And it's kind of like, okay, what does like, uh, I feel like we are very pop dance. You know, what is it? What is like the evolution of that sound like? And there was a lot of experimentation and a lot of, I, I, I do feel like this album is very genreless in a way. You know, it's definitely the backbone of it. You know, every song makes you move. There's a, there's a, a drop that kind of turns your head every time that's like unexpected we really had fun doing that there's a lot of songs that take like right hand turns like just go in a completely different direction that you they change bpm they change key so we really had like a really you know just a, just an awesome time being able to do that and i think doing a whole album and you know putting out um that a, a body of work together like enabled us to do that for the first time so yeah there's a lot of new surprises um which i'm really excited about too because I feel like when you put out songs single by single, where I think that was like, you know, strategically like a cool thing for us to do. And that's traditionally how dance music has been released single by single. But by doing an album, I know I'm going to put out, there are probably going to be 
I mean, hopefully there are four or five really popular tracks, hopefully, you know? Um, but that leaves, you know, another, I mean, I'm not going to say how many tracks are on our album, but like a bunch of other songs that can just belong to our fans, you know, yeah. like ones that aren't going to be like, before when we were putting out songs, like here's a single, everyone pay attention to it. I feel like fans lose a little bit of ownership over it. Whereas, you know, I remember when, you know, I was a kid growing up and there were songs that I loved that were my favorites on the album that like, that were just mine. And like, there were ones that I enjoyed with all my friends at the party or hanging out or driving in the car and smoking weed and whatever. But there were a couple that like are, were just for me. And I feel like this album gives our fans that opportunity. You ever like envision in your mind, like where the listener would be when they're listening and what frame of mind they would be in and, and how it's making them feel. Is there a, uh, do you put that together in your mind or do you just make what you want to make and then let it go where it goes? Yeah, you can't really. And like songs, like you just, they all come out differently. Like, well, like well, Alex will be playing piano chords and I'll be like, those are sick. What are those? And you make, oh, just something I was tinkering with. And then he'll give it to me and I'll try to write a melody over it. And then we'll build a song off of that. Or sometimes we'll just have like one lyric that we think is iconic and we'll write a song around that. Or sometimes we'll just like sit down and do drum programming all day and like write a song out of that. Um, and then once they're written, like a lot of songs on this album, because we had two years, we like went back and ripped apart. Like, we're like, this is cool, but this verse just like lags. And the whole song's so great, like it deserves better. And so thinking about the listener, I mean, I just think we really made sure, we made songs that like, when they were done, it was like all I wanted to listen to. It was like the exactly like our taste, you know what I mean? And that was really cool. And so it'll be cool to put that out there. And I know not everyone will, will, like it as much as we do but it'll be interesting to cast that net and see like who kind of identifies with something that's really purely us i will so say it, though, we like can say this one thing a lot which we call it like main character energy and it's like the idea that you're like listening to your you know like this so a song and you kind of like you just as you describe like put yourself in whatever situation as kind of like the you know main character of your world you know it's like walking down the street in new york listening to music and you're just like the song becomes the soundtrack of your of your kind of vibe and life in that moment and i think this album really accomplishes that god what a good answer that was a really really good why do you remember that alex <laughs> <laughs> oh man so then tell me uh like when it comes to high what did that what was the granule that track started with and then how did you build around that yeah i mean the song's been through so many phases um like i i mean you know, this was one of the last songs we made on the album. We made our whole album and, and you know, High is a single. And I feel like what we learned um, is like singles are kind of like the connective tissue to the album. I think it's easier because of that to like write them later. I know a lot of, you know, iconic singles have been written after um, over the past couple of years have been written after like the album was delivered. And then like, okay, now how do we connect this to the world? Um, that song started with a hook. And then we wanted to make this like really like, kind of I, I i don't know even know what genre it is like is it like it's kind of like pop punk it's kind of um trap um it has some like indie like alternative vibes to it like in the pre pre-hook which pre-chorus which i don't think anyone's heard yet but like we wanted to make again like this and then it has this like crazy like dance drop in the end which it's like uh, we wanted to like throw everyone all over the place but make it be like very condensed and make sense and, and palatable um and so yeah that was really fun to write how many uh tracks are there on the album total i think it'll probably be somewhere between 13 15 songs um and we had that was a long discussion i mean we wrote probably like 40 songs maybe more over the course of this break but you know we listened to like a lot of our favorite artists that put out like 19 track albums and it's just too much music and it's not like you're mad about getting music from your favorite artists 
it's just like impossible to listen to 19 songs these days, right. given like how short everyone's attention span is. And, you know, it felt like, you know, as an artist, it's really hard to pick your favorites. Like I would love to have included, you know, more music, but I think we picked the, the best songs to tell the story we wanted to tell. And, you know, it's not to say those other songs won't have a moment as well, but, uh, but I think, you know, we, it was the right thing to do. Uh, ultimately it was to, you know, I don't want to say less is more. I think it's just exactly right how it's supposed to be. Um, so we're pumped. And also, by the way, if high, if high is a hit, I will do a genius.com on the true, true story behind that entire song. And, <laughs> but only if it hits number one on billboard. <laughs> I think it's going to be on the way, man. You might want to start making plans for that. Um, have you also noticed that tracks have gotten shorter? Like it feels like, over the past year or year and a half, like tracks have gotten down to be like two minutes or so. And that's it. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, I mean, I, I think some people are definitely playing the game of like shorter attention spans, like streaming on Spotify playlists. That's right. That's what I was thinking. Um, yeah. But I do like, don't want to discredit like a lot of artists. Like I just think that, you know, people are experimenting with the format of a song in different ways. Like the same thing we did with roses, you know, way back in the day, it's like, Maybe you don't need like three verses or two verses and a pre-chorus and a hook and then a bridge and then a, you know, finale. You can mix it up and, you know, they're all like, you know, these shorter songs, some of them are amazing. Like they're like great expressions of, of uh, you know, what artists are trying to say and accomplish. And, you know, sometimes they want leave you wanting more. I think, you know, TikTok more than anything has probably changed like the landscape of music just in terms of like, these wacky intros and weird sounds and, yeah. you know, and I, I don't think you can like, I mean, some artists are probably really good at like being able, like a Megan The Stallion. I don't know if she's like intentionally just like nailing it every time. Uh, Cause it seems like, you know, she has all these great ad libs and pieces that like make them so complimentary to, to platforms like that. But I think it's unintentional probably. And it's just like, you know, it's really cool. I mean, I think TikTok has actually done, you know a lot of good for music and discovering new musicians. I can't wait to hear the whole thing. I can't wait to play this song for everyone right now. Thank you for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. I'm excited to see you guys in Vegas before too long, man. Oh, yeah, brother. Good to see you. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon.